Listen, some of you right now are struggling with fear. Some of you right now are struggling in your mind to step out and truly just believe God and do what God has called you to do. Some of you right now are allowing other people to keep you stuck, to keep you stagnant, and to make you really believe and feel like God isn't the promise keeper that he said he is. Because see, God can give us a promise, but we still have to take action on our part. See, God can tell me that he's going to do something for me, but I still got to come into agreement with what God is telling me to do. Come on, y'all, like, tag, share this out, invite somebody to this. If you're listening in on the podcast, send this to a friend who you know has been struggling with fear, who's been battling fear, who God has given them a word, given them an assignment. Because see, a lot of times we get irritated when we're not getting the results we see our brothers and sisters getting. But here's the thing. What are our brothers and sisters doing that we're not doing? How are they showing up in a way that we may not be showing up? How are they maybe being faithful in a way that we've stopped being faithful? Because see, one of the things I've learned about God is, is that God is faithful even when I'm not faithful. God is still working, still moving, and he's still a good God no matter what it looks like to me, no matter what it seems like to me. God is still on the throne. And even when I get mad and I kick a fit and I try to walk away and I try to act like Jonah and run for my calling because that's some of you right now where you're acting like Jonah and God is giving you this word and God has told you, hey, this is what I've called you to do. But see, some of you can't see it because we're a generation that needs to see it before we believe it. And, you know, this morning I was in my quiet time with the Lord and I would just, you know, spending time with God. And I always, I always turn to this passage because I feel like, you know, God, he'll keep bringing something to you if you feel like you ain't got it yet. God don't mind telling you 50,000 times, <laughs> right? And God, he's been bringing this to me and he brings it to me and he brings it to me. And I truly believe the reason why God keeps bringing to me this is because he wants for me to know something out of this. Now, I want to read our scripture for the year because y'all know 2024 is our year of yes. Type that in the chat. This is my year of yes. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20, it says, For as many are the promises of God, they all find their yes answer in him, Christ. Every yes that God has given you, it finds its answer in him. So your yes is not found in the world. No, your yes is found in Christ. This is as many are the promises of God, they find their yes in God. They don't find their yes in the world. See, Sarah couldn't run to the world to get a yes on this baby that God promised her. No, she had to go back to God. See, Peter couldn't look at the storm to try to get his yes off of God telling him to step out of the water. Now, he had to get his eyes on God because in Isaiah 26, 3 says, he whose mind is fixed on him, he will keep him in perfect, constant peace. See, my peace can't be found in stuff. My peace is in him. And y'all, the other day, because y'all know my granny passed away. The other day I was laying in bed feeling defeated, feeling depressed, feeling like I was hurting. I was mad at God. I was like, you took her from me, God. This is the one you know how much she loved me, God. And the one who always made me feel loved, the one that always cared about me, you just took her from me. And God is saying that same love. That love ain't gone. 
Matter of fact, I got a better love than that. And your granny was ready. She lived a full life. She was not, y'all, my girl, 90 years old. And, and all of that. And he told me, he said, and, and there was a point in time, y'all, I had literally got in bed and I had texted everybody. I said, y'all, I don't want to talk today. I don't feel like doing nothing today. I probably ain't going to lie today. Like, I'm done, done today, right? And they're like, hey, you know, we completely understand. You just lost your granny, everything. You know what I love? Your friends may completely understand, but that don't mean God going to completely understand. Your friends may very well understand where you come from, but God, different story. So, you know, what he tells me as I'm laying in the bed, y'all, he said, get up. He said, because I got some things to do for you today. And I need you to get up out of this bed. So get up and get dressed. He said, Takaya, I need for you to help me help you. Come on. I need for you. Come on, woman with the issue of blood. I can heal you. Oh, but I need you to get up out that house. I need for you to stop being mad and still stuck on the doctors that you gave all your money to, the people that you gave your money to who felt like they didn't do what they said they were going to do. I need you to get past that. Imagine if she would have been sitting in that house mad at those doctors that she gave all her money to who did not solve the problem the way they said they were going to solve the problem. She never got healed. That's some of you right now. The reason why you ain't got healed is because you still blame and somebody else for why you stuck at 20 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 because blaming them ain't getting you no more closer to your miracle so if she was gonna get what she wanted she was gonna have to get out of victim mentality See, I wanted to lay there and play the victim. I wanted to lay there and be like, I got every right to be in this bed. I just lost my granny. And God is like, baby, you may have every single right, but what do you want? Do you want me to pacify you or do you want for me to set you free? Because there's a difference. Do you want me to put a band-aid on this sickness or do you want for me to heal you from the inside out? Do you want to be whole or do you just want relief? Because relief means I feel good for the moment. See, when I'm whole, that means I'm, I'm good for a lifetime. See, do you want God to give you situational wealth or do you want God to give you generational wealth? That means do you want God to just take care of your moment or do you really want to come into agreement with the God that we serve who supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus who can take you literally from being the least of these and turn you into the greatest of these where he can take you from where all of a sudden you know that there ain't no way that you should be where you are right now that had it not been for God you wouldn't be where you are right now or you're going to keep making excuses because listen we can really rock this either way I need to cry do it. Get it out of your body. See, this morning I was reading, right? And I went and I opened up my Bible to this. And this is what I want. I want to read, I want to read this to y'all because see, some of you right now, you didn't count it your whole entire self out. See, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to start reading at verse 25. It says, this is because the foolish thing that has its source in God is wiser than men. And the weak thing that springs from God is stronger than men. So meaning that if I put my trust in God, I am more stronger than the person who has put their trust in the world, even if they're qualified and got all the credentials. It says, for simply consider your own call. 
brethren, not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards. Not many influential and powerful. Not many of you high and of noble birth. No, for God selected deliberately chose, meaning that God was very intentional. Hey, mama, that when God chose you, that when God picked you, he could have picked anybody. But God says, when I picked you, this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse, I started verse 25, down in 26, that God was intentional to choose you and your brokenness and your mess. He chose that woman at the well, even though she literally had had all these husbands and was living with somebody who wasn't, she wasn't married to. See, God, see, sometimes we're like, oh, God, I'll do it when everything is perfect. Nuh-uh. Because see, that's human wisdom. Human wisdom says do it when everything is perfect. But see, God's wisdom says, do it when I've given you the word to do it. And can I tell you something? Sometimes when God asks you to do stuff, it's not always going to be at the most convenient time. The other day, I got a check in the mail. Being real with y'all, I needed that check for my bills. He says, so the whole check. And I'm like, okay. Mm, okay, God. It wasn't, it, it wasn't, it, my flesh was like bills. But the word that God gave me was seed. I was like, God, I need this. But God was like seed. But, but I got this God a seed. Because see, if you do it with what you want to do with it, it's only going to take care of a moment. But if you let me do with it the, what I want to do with it, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create so much. Then not only is it going to take care of this moment, but I got about five more moments attached to your obedience. See, sometimes what we don't understand is there's a blessing on the other side of that uncomfortable obedience. That, that even though this obedience may not feel good to me because the Bible says those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Oh, but sis, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel like doing it. Yeah, but see, there's a, but God has already protected that. See, he said, when you sow in tears, you will reap in joy. See, but I had to endure the tears if I want to reap the harvest of joy. We don't always like the tears. See, I told y'all I was laying in my bed the other day. I wanted to give up. I wanted to quit. I didn't want to show up. And I was like, I didn't feel like doing this. See, God said, I need you to get up because I got some stuff we about to do, baby. See, my, the prayer that you got to get to is, God, teach me how to number my days. Because, see, a lot of times we be sitting over like, oh, I got time, I got time. Who, who, who measure is that? Because, see, when God tells us to do something, there's a reason why he says now. Because there's something attached to the now. Because everything I'm doing today is preparing for the harvest that I'm believing God for that's coming tomorrow. Come on, everything I'm doing today is preparing for the harvest that I'm believing God to bring about for tomorrow. See, it says how, what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame? God chooses what in the world's eyes is foolish to bring the world to shame. And what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. Come on. It says, and God also selected, deliberately chose what in the world is lowborn 
and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt. It does not matter where you come from. I was sitting over here today because I was at my um I was at my allergy appointment today, right? And as I was sitting here in my allergy appointment, I was, you know, going to check my notifications, right? And I go to check my notifications because uh Printify was like hold, not Printify, um PayPal was holding my money. And so Printify told me, hey, if they don't release your money in X amount of days, send us a, a Stripe invoice and we'll pay it, right? Because it was trying to, because PayPal was trying to tell me that I wasn't going to get my money for uh, until February 25th. And I said, no, I did the work now. I'm getting my money now. Okay. Okay. Anybody put like now, right? And so I was sitting there in my doctor's appointment and I, and I got like, I'm scrolling, you know, checking my notification and all of a sudden I get a ping on my phone that, um, what's it call it? That Printify had paid me out the $1,500 and they covered the fee. So $1,555 for, um, the, the content that I made for them. Right. And so I was sitting there looking at that. Right. And I had to sit there for a moment and think about, and I was talking to my, and I'm y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all something, okay? That lady was doing my blood pressure. She did my blood pressure. Somebody had perfect blood pressure. I got that ping. I jumped up out of my seat. I don't care where I'm at, okay? I was in that room in my heels, praising God. I was like, Woo, thank you, Jesus. And I'm excited. And she's like, What happened? And I said, God did it. I got my money. And I showed her and I said, Could you imagine making that amount of money in a minute and 30 seconds? And she was like, she was mind blown. Even my allergist was, and they heard me praising. I was like, what's going on in there? Like what happened and stuff. And all of them, you know, she's telling all of them about what God had done and stuff. And my, my doctor come and talk to me and she's like talking about it and stuff. And we're just talking about this whole thing. And she was like, but, but you work for that. And I sat there and I said, you right. All them years of showing up faithfully making content. All them years of being consistent when I saw no reward has all led to this moment where now I'm able to celebrate this girl who dropped out of college two times, this girl who was the least of these, they thought she wasn't going to amount to nothing. Major companies are paying her $1,500 for a minute and 30 seconds, not 80 hours, one minute, 30 seconds of her time. And I sat there and I was like, God, there is no way. Because see, I remember when I was, when I was literally working a job and was so excited and I'm not saying you should not be excited. This is me showing you how you got to praise God in every level, right? There was a time when I worked a job and I was making, what, $7 an hour. There was a time when I was a waitress. There was a time when I was working and I was making, let's say, $10 or $15 an hour. And I was so proud of that. I was so proud of myself for that. And now I'm over here, went from where I was making, what, $7 an hour for my time. When I worked Taco Bell, I paid me $7.25 an hour to now. Like, think about that, $7.25 an hour for one hour hour to now making $1,500 for one minute and 30 seconds of my time. That's a huge difference. And I sat here thinking to myself of how God is so faithful, how God is so good, how God can take you from where you've been here to there, but are you willing to step out on faith, 
to, to make a decision that even when fear is creeping in and you don't think fear didn't try to tell me I wasn't worthy. You don't think the enemy didn't try to tell me I wasn't worthy of being paid that? You don't think so? Oh, he did. But I had to make a decision to say, I'm either going to go with the worth that the enemy's trying to place on me or I'm going to go with the worth that God has assigned to me. Because there's a difference. See, it says how God chooses the insignificant. We were the insignificant ones. But look at what God is doing. He says, even the things that are nothing that he might depose and bring to none, the things that are. He says, even the things you consider to be nothing, I will use those. Even the things where you can't even see how God can take it and use it for his glory, he will. It says, so that no mortal man shall have pretense for glorying and boasting in the presence of God. See, God is doing these things because he wants to establish who he is in your life. See, I could have went and become a content creator the world's way. I really could have. Because I have people who are worldly, who love me just as much as Christians love me. Like, I have people who will write me and say, listen, I am not religious. I am not a Christian in any way, shape, or form. But I love you. So I follow your content because I love you. Because they need. And God is using that infectious personality to draw these people into himself. I can't boast and say it's because of me. I know it's because of his goodness. Because I see the girl who breaks down, who cries, who doubts, who sometimes be over here, be kicking, throwing temper tantrums, sometimes don't see she's worried. I see that. But see, even though I see that, God sees, oh, she may do all of that, but one thing about her is this. Even if, even if, if she may be afraid, she's still going to figure out how to do it. Tell my daughter, no, if you want to. She's going to show you the answers going to be this. See, God wants to establish his glory in your life, but he can't do that if you are more hung up on your insignificance than his significance. If I got on her looking at myself, we wouldn't probably be here, okay? But, if I, but when I get on here, I have to get on her looking to him, praying that he, because I ain't studied, okay, A, and, and I ain't got no notes. So we really got to be walking by faith in these streets to know that God's going to show up in this room. Because if you don't give it to me, God, we ain't got it. Amen. Amen. <coughs> it says, but it is from him that you have made our wisdom from God. Revealed to us a knowledge of the divine plan of salvation previously hidden, manifesting itself, our righteousness, thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with God. It says the thing that used to be hidden, now God is all of a sudden making it where that is not hidden anymore. Go over to Matthew. Go over to Matthew um, chapter 14. And we're going to start at verse 20. We're going to start at, I think, verse 22, but we're going to see, Okay. Because like I told y'all, we ain't got that long. I got 25 minutes to get, get all this out. Amen. Okay, so let's go over. To, okay, let's start at verse 26. Matthew chapter 14, verse 26. Because I need y'all to know this. 
No, we're going to start at verse 24. It says, but the boat was by this time out on the sea, many furlongs. A furlong is one eighth of a mile distant from the land, beaten and tossed by the waves for the wind was against them. Write this down. The wind was against them and there was a storm because that's going, I'm going to need for you to realize this when I tell you what I'm going to tell you. Okay. The wind was against them and there was a storm. And in the fourth watch between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they screamed out with fright. Remember this. There was a storm and the wind was against them. It says, but instantly he spoke to them saying, take courage. I am. Stop being afraid. Now, when, when God says to take courage, that means choose to have faith in the midst of fear. Choose to trust me in the midst of fear. Choose to not allow what you see to dictate what you do, right? So it says, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, I think it's interesting that Peter out of everybody was the one who said, if it's you, command me upon the water. Because see, Peter had human wisdom and human knowledge about the water. Peter knew enough about the water to know that if I step out this boat, I'm going to drown. Right? Because see, Peter was a fisherman. So here we have Peter in this moment where he could have leaned to his own understanding because his own understanding would say, it's not time to step out because again, I know water. And then secondly, not only do I know water, I know there's a storm that's present. See, you notice how faith will cause you to do things that go against your knowledge and your surroundings. Because your knowledge will say now is not the time to sow, but faith says so. See, your knowledge will tell you with this economy, don't start a business. But faith says this is the perfect time to do it. See, my, that day when I laid in bed, knowledge would have told me that my granny just passed away. Stay in this bed. But see, faith said, I need for you to help God help you. So get up out this bed, Takaya. And I don't know what you got to do, but you getting up out this bed, Takaya. See, he had enough knowledge to know not to do this. But he still was willing to do it. Are you going to lean to your own understanding? Are you going to lean to God? Are you going to let everything that you've seen happen in the past keep you from seeing one of the greatest miracles that you've ever seen in your life? Or are you going to allow God to show you what is possible when you truly choose to trust him? Because you got a choice. You got a choice. The ball's in your court. Man, real talk, Kim told her, she said, ain't nobody come to save you, baby. So you might want to get to work. So you might want to get up out that bed. You might want to hear what he told you to do. Because see, what God told you to do is the key to your breakthrough. But a lot of times, because we're leaning to our own understanding, we can't see how that could be the key. So it says, he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. Notice, Peter said, if you tell me, I'll step out. How many times have we said, God, if you give me a sign, I'll trust you? 
God, if you tell me this, I'll do it, right? And we still ain't done it or we still ain't started it or we still ain't went live. We say, God, if you'll show me this, then I'll do this. And even though God showed you, you still ain't done. So it says how Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and he came towards Jesus. He went towards Jesus. You either got an opportunity to either go towards Jesus or you can go towards your fears. Come on. You either can stay where you are right now, which is in the boat. The boat is comfort zone, right? We're going to say the boat is a representation of the comfort zone because imagine all these disciples are in the boat and they all had the same opportunity as him, but yet they stayed there. Come on. It says, but when he perceived, now notice this. Notice how the enemy is always after our sight. Notice what it says in the book of Genesis that when the woman saw that the fruit was good, that's when she sinned. See, the enemy, he's not after your car. He's not after your marriage. He's not after your kids. He's not after your money. He's after your sight because your sight is the key to your belief. So if I can get your sight, then I can get you to, to allow these new beliefs to come in. Because see, your eyes are a doorway. Come on, your eyes are, can I... Oh, I, I want to go in. I want to preach. I want to teach y'all about the mind. Do you know that your eyes are a doorway in which information comes in, not just your ears? And so just like as if you heard something, it can cause you to trigger something. You can see something and it triggers that just like hearing something. And your eyes are a doorway to your belief system. That's why it says when she saw, she sinned. So the enemy got him to see and, per, and it says he perceived. So he saw first and then he felt the wind. So it lets me know that my eyes and my feelings can get me to drown. It lets me know that sis, if I get my eyes on the wrong thing, I can drown. And if I allow my feelings to rule me, I could miss out on what God is wanting to do because I chose to allow my senses to lead me instead of allowing the word of God to lead me because my senses, my sight and my feelings, I felt like staying in bed. I felt like going out on somebody. I felt like giving up. I felt like walking away. See, I saw enough to know. Can I be real? I see enough to know to tell you don't start a business I've seen enough to know to say walk away from preaching every single day I've seen enough to know but even though I've seen enough to know these things and I've felt enough to know these things God didn't call me to feelings and sight he called me to his word he said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God so God lets us know listen the things of this world ain't enough to sustain you. Why? Because you're not just a flesh being. You're also a spiritual being. And if a spiritual being is going to survive, then he's going to need food that comes from the spirit. Come on. See, it says when he perceived and felt a strong wind. But see, remember what I told y'all to write down. The wind was against them. See, that wind that he felt, it was always there. That wind didn't just show up. This was wind that was always there. It was there when Peter even said, call me out upon the water, God. 
Can we be real enough to say that half of the things that you're afraid of right now are already happening? Well, I don't want to be rejected by nobody. You already being rejected by somebody yourself. I don't want to fail. You've already failed because failure is not even getting up and doing it in the first place or quitting and never getting back up. Well, I don't want to. Well, sis, what if they don't like me? Can I tell you that that shows me that you don't like you? Because if you liked you, what they feel don't matter. When you in love with yourself, baby, I don't care how you feel about me. You worried about them not liking you. You should be more worried about you not liking you. You worried about them rejecting you. You should be more worried about you from rejecting you. What if they don't support me? Well, aren't you already not supporting yourself also too? Because you ain't buying that inventory. You ain't showing up. So you don't support you. So you over here afraid of stuff that's already happening. A lot of times of excuses that we have, because I was reading my book and she said, when people want to change, they get results. When people don't want to change, they get excuses. Half of the excuses we give to God are things that already are happening in our life. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to lose money. Aren't you already losing money? Because there's money that could have been made that you ain't got because you're afraid of showing up. So what's the difference? Come on. See, he says when he felt the strong wind, he was frightened. So when he saw and felt the strong wind, right? Then he became frightened. And then after he became frightened, he sinked. What if the reason why you're sinking right now is because you're going by what you see and what you feel? If you keep going by what you see and what you feel, that's what's causing you to sink in the first place, right? And then on top of that, sis, it says he cried out to the Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out to his hand and caught and held him saying to him, oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? Now, see, what it baffles me in that is Jesus never said that the people who were still in the boat, had little faith. He said Peter, the one who got out the boat and got on water was the one who had little faith. He didn't say the people that were in the boat had little faith. Come on, he sat up here and said to him, he said, listen. He said, why did you doubt? You would have never sinked if you would have never doubted. Because whatever you focus on, you bring into your life. If you focus on failing, you're going to bring failure into your life. If you focus on the storm, you're going to bring it into your life because wherever your mind goes, your life follows. Remember the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. So if you keep thinking about this thing failing, if you keep thinking about this thing going wrong, then you know what's going to happen? It's going to go wrong. Didn't Job say the thing I feared the most came upon me? So what God is telling us today, and I want to read this in Ecclesiastes chapter, um, it's 9 or 11, but I think it's 11. But it says how, it says, he who, he who waits on perfect conditions will never sow. But see, the one who never sows will never reap. I'm going to tell you this on two components. God says that. If you're waiting for everything to be perfect, you're never going to see your harvest, right? And if you are afraid to invest in your harvest, then you're never going to receive a return off of it. If you are afraid to invest in your growth, 
I can't, I, I can tell y'all how many, how much money I've had to pay to become who y'all see today. If you think I got here for free, if you think I got here without taking some classes, you don't, you don't know, uh, baby, you, you don't know how many books I didn't read to get here. See, a lot of you are either afraid to invest in going to the next level because you want the next level to just be handed to you for free, right? Or you're waiting or you're like, it's not the right time because everything isn't perfect. Can I tell you something? Most times when God tells you to do something, it's not going to be perfect. Why? Because perfect doesn't require faith. And God is a God of faith. So when God tells you to step out, it may not always be perfect. Sometimes when God gives you downloads to do certain things, the download may notice. You think that came from Peter? That was a download that Peter, something in Peter started to say, you know what? That's really God. Let, let's see. Sometimes when God call, calls you to act on, on the promises or when God tells you to do certain things, not always going to be perfect timing. But then secondly, it says, is, you have to realize that when you want to go to another level, sometimes your next level may require seed. And I mean, in the sense of God may tell you like last, like I, I told her I got in like RTK um, I'm in her inner circle, but I also got in her masterclass. So, man, I can't tell y'all the jewel she dropped on her last night. I was just sitting there like, man, and it literally gave me so much ideas on things that I could do. See, you have to realize that God is not giving you a spirit of fear. You are a child of God. Fear is not who we are, who we are or the language we're called to. No, we are called to a language of abundance because our God is an abundant God. And I was looking to something. I was like how it talked about how like when God was creating different things, look at the things he looked to. But see, when God created you, he didn't look to the world. He looked to himself. And that got to me that when God was creating Takaya, he didn't look to stuff. He looked to himself. How dare I ever say I can't afford something? How dare I ever say anything is too expensive? I was made in the image of God. How dare I talk broke when, I'm, when I literally was made in the image of a blessed God, of an extravagant God? Of a more than enough God. Y'all know I'm a wealth person. How? Because listen, you are made in his image. And notice what God says. I did not give you the spirit of fear. Meaning that the spirit of fear comes presented as a gift. See, the enemy brings that fear as a rational thought. Or he brings that fear wrapped up in wisdom. Where it looks like wisdom. But see, what does God say? Don't lean to your own understanding. See, I told you to do this, but see, you're trying to go in your own understanding. See, my own understanding wants to stay in bed that day, but God said, now nah, we're getting up out of this bed. I'm going to tell y'all a testimony of what happened. That day, right, Um, I, I got out of bed and did what God told me to do, right? Do you know all of a sudden I'm starting to get, I'm getting sales after sale, and God told me it's just going to be your biggest day in business this year, right? I'm getting sale after sale after sale, you know? And stuff, and all of a sudden, it was in the evening time. I was sitting there with my kids on the couch, and I get a ping across my phone that um, I had somebody had paid twelve hundred dollars to get coached by me. 
has literally cashed out $1,200. And so I was sitting here thinking, what if you would have stayed in bed? What if you would have never allowed him to help you help you? What if you would have stayed there and not gotten up? You would have missed all that God wants to do. And my boutique had made, that day my boutique had made over uh, $1,400. On the day my flesh wanted, my flesh said stay in bed. Come on. My flesh, what product did you order? <laughs> Your, my flesh said stay in bed. But see, God said get out of this bed because I'm about to do something big today. See, my flesh said Stay, get, be depressed, sleep all day, quit. But see, God said, uh, uh I need you to get up because I need you to help me help you. Because see, I got something planned for you today, but I need for you to be in positioned. Come on, I need you to be positioned. Thank y'all for all y'all's words. I need to be positioned. Some of you ain't positioned for what you're praying for. See, you're asking God for this, but God is saying, I need you to get positioned. I need you to get up and trust me. I need you to get up and act like I've done it. I know you feel insignificant, but see, that just qualified you to be used by God. I know you feel inadequate, but see, what you don't understand about your inadequacy, that just qualified you to be used by God. See, I know you don't feel like you wise enough or you qualified enough, and I get it. But see, what I need you to know, that just qualified you to be used by God. Because Peter could cut, will cut our ear off in 2.5 seconds, and yet look at him walking on water. Somebody said, I'm happy, sis, I'm happy I started following you. You are the gem I didn't know I needed. Mm. Glory to God. So, Father God, I pray today over your people, God. God, your word says you have not, absolutely not, given us, God, the spirit of fear. But, God, your word says that you have given us power, love, and a sound mind, Father God. So, today, Father, we choose to believe you. We choose to stand on your word. We choose to make a decision, God, that we are getting out of this bed. We are getting out of this stagnation. We are getting out of this fear. We are getting out of this anxiety. God, we are getting out of all of this and we are stepping into the promise that you made to us, Father God. God, we're no longer going to make excuses in 2024. We're no longer going to find reasons why we can't be, do, have everything you said we can have. But God, no, we're going to start finding every single scripture in the Bible that gives us the right and passage to tell us exactly why we can have it. Starting with the fact that your word says, God, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. God, we thank you that you have called us to be heirs. And as heirs, we know that wealth, healing, joy, Peace, all of that is our birthright. That is what you have assigned to us, Father God, and that is what we're taking. And God, in this year, we are choosing to no longer just eat everything that comes on our plate. That if what comes on our plate is not in agreement with your word, God, we don't want it. 
Because in this year, God, we're coming into agreement with everything he said about us. Amen. Amen. I want to tell y'all a little tidbit, a little testimony of how God is working in my life. One of the things God has been working on me is just about knowing my value and knowing my worth, right? Because there's levels, right, to understanding your value and your worth. And I had somebody reach out to me about speaking to their group. They have a um, mentorship group. And they're like, hey, we want you to come and speak, right? Now, I used to be the girl, you know, I'd go and do it for free, right? I would just, or I didn't know what to charge. And so God had told me, he said, hey, I want you to tell them this price, this is the number. And I was like, okay, God, we're going to do it. Because God has been giving me boldness about how I don't have to do stuff for free no more because you know, I'm in a, I'm in a different place where I don't have to do that. Like I used to have to, and God has just been teaching me how to be able to just say my prices and own who I am and my value confidently. And I told the person my price, right? Because they want me to come teach um, at their mentorship, which is like on wealth, all that kind of stuff. And I told them my price and they're like, okay, great. And, and my prayer is when God send people in my life who don't mind paying my price. Send people in my life who can afford me, who don't, who I don't got to discount myself for. I don't have to devalue myself for them. And when I tell y'all, God has been bringing companies to me, major companies to me. He's been bringing people into my life who is like, oh, girl, that, that's nothing. I don't mind paying it. You know, like you are well worth the price. And I just got to give God praise on that because that's healing for me. Right, that's healing for me um, because I'm I've been um, only a few, not a lot. Um, I taken on I took on a um, a one on one client and stuff, and I'm probably and I'm gonna take on maybe like five more one on one clients. I'm not sure yet, but I am gonna be um, now like mentoring and helping people on a one on one basis, but only a limited amount because I don't have the a lot of time to do a lot, you know, but I do got time to do a little bit and stuff, but it's just been such a blessing to be able to, you know, do that and just getting to that place and on my value, my worth. Now, before y'all ask me about wanting to work with me one-on-one, it is a four-figure investment to work with me one-on-one. So yeah, just, just know that going into the conversation, it is a four-figure investment and stuff. So I just thank God for what he's doing, y'all. So we're going to go into offering time. We're going to go into giving time um, for all my listeners on my podcast. Um, I'm so thankful for y'all. Thank y'all for joining today. Go check out my website. Go shop with us at www.thesisuni.co or .com. And y'all have a blessed and amazing day. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Sis You Need podcast. I am a wife. I'm a mother of three. I lead an international ministry. I am an author. I am a mindset coach. I am also a Christian TikTok influencer. I am so excited to have you here today. At this podcast, you're going to learn about faith, family, finances. So y'all, let's get going and change your world today.